Connecting life and faith. This is Connections. Welcome to Connections. I'm Colleen Hood. 2020 has been a year like no other as we continue to deal with the COVID-19 pandemic. Many people are feeling emotions that they may have never experienced before in their life. That can include fear and anxiety. And as we head into winter, a lot of people suffer from seasonal affective disorder. How can we manage both the stress, the fear and anxiety we have from the COVID-19 pandemic on top of seasonal affective disorder? We're joined today by Sean Miller. He is the executive director of Peer Connections, formerly managed by Schizophrenia Society. Today, he'll give us some tips on how we can get through this difficult season. He'll also tell us about some resources that are available. That's today on Connections. We're joined again today with Sean Miller. He's the executive director at Peer Connections Manitoba, formerly the Manitoba Schizophrenia Society. And today we're discussing seasonal affective disorder and dealing with that in the midst of a pandemic. Do you feel that people have become more aware of their mental health now that they're in the midst of something like this, something that none of us have ever really experienced? What is, and we sometimes talks about, we sometimes talk about the gifts of COVID and not, not to say that we needed this to highlight, but one of the learnings, maybe that's a better, better way to say it. One of the learnings from COVID is how incredibly vital our mental health, um, vitally important our mental health is, protecting it, supporting it. Um, government has recognized the importance of mental health, and there's, you know, there's a lot of funding available to mental health organizations to apply for um, because they've realized, oh my gosh, like this, our mental health is being profoundly impacted. Um, you know, cases of anxiety, depression, um, you know, suicidal ideation, those are all increasing. And so it's, it's so important that we do everything that we can to reach out to people. And this is where I would advocate. And if you are feeling well, if you do know of somebody that may be struggling, like just reach out to them, use Zoom or any type of video conferencing platform, um, to connect with with individuals because we are being profoundly impacted uh, by COVID. Uh, as we as we head into the winter, what are some things we can look for in people uh, in our lives to, or what can we be looking for? Um, oh, how do I phrase this? What are we looking for in someone who may be suffering that doesn't realize that they're suffering from either sad or some sort of depression or anxiety? What we what we would look for um, is is their affect. And when I talk about affect, I'm talking about mood. I'm talking about how how is this is this gives us an opportunity to really be listening. I think that's the opportunity um, is to really listen to people around us, hear their words, hear what we're hear what they're saying. Relationships are so important, and what we can be listening for is you know a lack of interest in things that that they once enjoyed doing, um, reduced activity, physical activity. You know, ask questions around these things. 
Um, just reach out to people, ask them how they're doing, um, you know, and get that feedback from that individual. If you're if they're not reaching out like they once once did, then reach out and and just touch base to see where things are at with them, um, <clears throat> you know. And I think it's especially important for the most vulnerable in our population. Um, we really need to, and we're talking about people because COVID really impacts individuals. Um, and I know that we're talking about seasonal affective disorder. Um, <clears throat> but in terms of that isolation piece where it's, it's more profoundly impactful is for people that are in an older age range, uh, you know, in demographic, uh, 70, 60 and, and older, um, we want to protect them. We want to make sure, but that can result in greater feelings of disconnection. So it's super important for us to reach out to those people in our lives and make sure that we're connecting with them. Um, so those are just a few things to look at, um, you know, asking them and, and you're going to know if somebody is, is more irritable than usual. If you're in regular <laughs> communication them right so that irritability that that may be a flag are they are they responding negatively to things that they really hadn't before uh you know it's those sorts of things that we want to be looking out for asking them how they're how they're sleeping um if there's any change to their sleep pattern um how their thoughts you know and really digging down into what their hope is so let's let's turn this on its head and say let's not just be looking for problems but let's talk with people let's let's engage people in our lives to say hey what are your plans what is something that you're really looking forward to um this winter or um what are you looking forward to in the next year that that you've kind of got on your I'll use the word bucket list for for lack of a better term, but you know, what are some of those things that you're looking forward to as, as situations change? Is there something that, that you like to do in winter that we could do together um, in a, in a socially distanced and responsible way? Um, You know, it's, it's those sorts of things. So it's just, it's looking for opportunities. Nutshell is, it's looking for opportunities to connect with people, to communicate with people, to have those rich, deep conversations. It's not about being shallow. It really is about going deep with people that, that you are in touch with. And maybe that's uncomfortable, but I'm convinced I'm absolutely of the mindset that everybody can learn how to communicate better, can learn how to grow their connections. This is the perfect opportunity now that everything is via technology. A simple Zoom call could be life-changing. Very much so. 100% agreed. Um, Church communities, how can they work to help people dealing with mental health? It's not always a community that completely understands it just yet. How How can they work together? Well, one of the things, and, and I'll talk about my church, I'll brag on my church for a bit because I'm just, I'm so incredibly proud of, of everything 
um, that they're doing. And they're not the only church that does this. They're not the only church that that is uh, making themselves available. But the church can really make use of the available technology, leverage technology to get the message of hope out there. Use Zoom. I know that our church has Zoom groups that they do. Um, we have drive-in church at our church. You stay in the vehicle, you drive to the location, and there's a big screen and the pastor's speaking. Um, we do have uh, services in some of the buildings. They work directly with public health officials, so they're doing everything in accordance with, with what the government, what uh, Manitoba Health is uh, mandating. Um, you know, so I think it's, it's making use of, of those sorts of things. We were creating spaces at our church for people to, uh, to come together. You know, we're, we're doing a, a skating rink, um, at our church. We're developing walking paths. Uh, and again, there's going to be the guidelines that are there that are in alignment with public health, and they'll follow those recommendations. That you know, we're not we're not about rebelling against that. And I think that's another thing that I would say in terms of how the church can help is <clears throat> not to rail against um, the the guidelines and, and those sorts of things that are put into place but really helping people to operate and function well within those guidelines, creating those opportunities for connection like we talked about earlier. Um, using, again, using technology. We're, we're on Facebook. We're on Instagram. You know, we're doing live messages. Uh, I think there are messages almost every night of the week that people can tap into on YouTube. Um, so it's, it's doing those sorts of things. It's, it's opening our doors and having the discussion. That's the other thing is not to hyper-spiritualize. We also talked about that. Um, to really embrace people's stories and embrace people's journeys and understand where they're at and offer more than just a platitude. Again, it comes down to let's learn how to communicate. Let's learn how to connect. Because um, you said, like, how can the church community do, do a better job of supporting the church is the ecclesia. It's the called out ones. It's it's the people. It's not the building. It's not the structure. It's not the construct, right? It's people. So really anything that applies to the public um, in terms of, hey, let's let's all work together to connect with, with those in our social circles um, applies to the church too. It, it's about, and then of course there are things that we can do structurally within the church um, to recognize that people might be having an experience of, of depression as the, as we moved in, into this season and just being available, being available. That is so important, being available, having people reach out, um, et cetera. And I guess another good thing to do this winter is to buy yourself a really good snowsuit, really good pair of snow pads so that you can spend as much time as possible outside. I agree. I have been known to be a bit of a curmudgeon when it comes to winter. So the <laughs> one thing that I'm really challenging myself with this year is to find something that I absolutely love to do outdoors um, or even developing uh, or experiencing, exploring something that, that might grow into a bit of a love. So I'm actually going to, um, we live, uh, in Headingley, and uh, we have a 
access to some ski trails. So I'm going to buy a pair of cross country skis and I'm going to do exactly as you said, get some snow pants and, uh, <laughs> and uh, strap on some skis and uh, do that regularly with, uh, with my family. And be the hardy Canadians that we are. Exactly. I say all the time that Manitobans are the toughest people in the world. (laughs) So now as we're heading into winter and maybe feeling uh, emotions and feelings that we typically don't feel, where can we go to look for help? Uh, What resources are out there? Great question. So as we head in, if we're feeling a way that is, is kind of foreign or you know, if we're experiencing symptoms of low mood for extended period of time, usually that marker is about two weeks. So this is different than just having a down day. Everybody, everybody has a down day. Um, so when it comes to that two week marker, and if we've, we're feeling persistent low mood, reach out to friends, reach out to somebody that may have experienced the same thing. Um, you, there's a number of different organizations. Uh, we are, um, available for people um our name is changing we're now the manitoba schizophrenia society but we're changing our name uh because we are not illness specific we have peer support workers that can uh come alongside and and they have been there they've been on that journey they understand there's other organizations like cmha canadian mental health association that has a service navigation team that, that can really help you get connected to the help that that you may need um, reach out to your doctor, health professionals, like they're all there. If you are in crisis, visit the crisis response center. Um, we have a team in place there as well, but you've got to be in crisis in order to access that, uh, that service. Um, that, that program is called peer to peer connections. Um, and that's run through, through our organization. Um, so really it is about, uh, don't isolate, you know, that's, that's the encouragement is to really, is to reach out, um, go online. There, there's website helps. There's a, there's a warm line, you know, there's a number of different, uh, available resources online for folks. Uh, you know, if you're feeling suicidal ideation, in other words, thoughts of taking your own life, um, there's the Manitoba Suicide Prevention Line. So there's clinic with a K, K-L-I-N-I-C. They can help um, really a number of different uh, options available to folks. And I would really encourage, you know, from the from my faith-based perspective, I would really encourage people to get to a life-giving church that can give you that message of hope, that can give you those tools, uh, the abilities to overcome what may be pushing in in against you. Thank you so much for joining us today, Sean. It's been such a great conversation over the past two days. Remember, if you want to listen to the full conversation again, Connections airs twice a day, once in the morning as well as once in the evening. You can also find the podcast version at podcastville.ca or wherever else you get your favorite podcast from. We'll talk to you again on Connections.